This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerRom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerRom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Well, let's see. Overseas, Real Madrid won the Spanish title, Bayern Munich won the German League, and either Manchester United or Chelsea will win the Premiership. Ho-hum, boring, the same old teams win the same old titles. Well, so far, that doesn't seem to be the case here in the States. I'll get to that in a few minutes. But first, let's start with our top story. For the second week in a row, the U.S. women's team played a friendly against the Australians, and for the second week in a row, the U.S. scored in injury time to win it. This time, the final was 5-4. to four. Yes, it's a win, but these two matches don't bode well for the U.S. and the Olympics coming up later on this summer. First of all, Australia is not exactly a world powerhouse. They are ranked 12th by FIFA, and the U.S. is ranked 2nd. These matches were played on U.S. soil and should have given the Yanks an advantage. The U.S. gave up a total of six goals in two games. They put in two own goals in one game. I can't remember two own goals in one game by a team happening in a match that didn't feature six-year-olds who get confused when you switch sides at halftime. Neither goalkeeper Hope Solo or Brianna Scurry inspired confidence with their play, and perhaps worst of all, the U.S. twice gave up multiple goal leads to allow the opponent to tie the game. In the first, the Matildas came from two down to tie it up. This weekend, they came from three down to tie it up. It really is inexcusable for the U.S. women's national team to ever, I mean ever, give up a three-goal lead. The only upside I can see is that the U.S. did at least find a way to win, even after working so very hard to just give it away. The U.S. has another friendly against Canada coming up on May 10th in Washington, D.C. The game will not be shown on TV, so you'll just have to fly into RFK to see it. D.C. is feeling a little farfig nugan. United has reportedly signed a deal with Volkswagen to be the team's shirt sponsor. So now starting this weekend, D.C. will have a big VW on their jerseys. You may have noticed that this is the first season D.C. United jerseys didn't have the three Adidas stripes running across the front. That was to make room for the sponsor logo. The deal is reportedly worth somewhere near $3 million a year. Plus, VW will be the official automobile dealer for MLS for another $1 to $2 million per year. Plus, the first 50 VWs to drive to United home games will get complimentary parking. So there is that. Houston Dynamo's minority owner, Oscar De La Hoya, was wearing his heart on his sleeve. Eh, kind of. The boxing champ wore Dynamo orange for the first time in his fighting career earlier this week. 
He even had a Dynamo logo on the leg of his shorts. By the way, De La Hoya won the fight against Steve Forbes. Now, at first, that didn't sound all that tough until I learned this is not the same Steve Forbes as the Steve Forbes who twice ran for the Republican nomination for president. I mean, I could take that guy. This other Steve Forbes looks a lot tougher. De La Hoya did not break his opponent's nose, but one of his employees did. In Saturday's match between Houston and Chivas USA, Dwayne De Rosario kicked Lawson Vaughn in the face while attempting a bicycle kick. Vaughn's nose was broken in several places. He had to have 32 stitches, plus he needed surgery to repair the broken bones. Vaughn is expected to be out for six weeks. Clint Dempsey just signed a contract extension with Fulham FC in the English Premier League. He will now be with that club until 2010. Dempsey and former U.S. striker Brian McBride may have helped Fulham escape relegation with their fourth win in five games. They now sit one spot above the drop-down zone with just one match left to play. Well, let's get to the games. Toronto's win streak stopped at three, but their unbeaten streak continues at four. The Reds hosted the Red Bulls on Thursday. Toronto started the scoring in the 22nd minute with a goal from Marco Velez, but New York tied it up with a Dave Vandenberg free kick that swerved around the wall and in the far post. One to one is the final. Chicago routed New England 3 0. In Foxborough, the Fire's Chris Rolfe turned around a defender at the top of the box and blasted home his first goal of the season in the 29th minute. John Thorrington scored in the 50th, and Stephen King scored a spooky goal in the 76th. Columbus continues to be impressive, especially at home. The crew built a two-goal lead over Kansas City with strikes from Adam Moffat and Robbie Rogers. Then Kansas City's Roger Espinosa was ejected for a dangerous foul, and the Wizards tried to work some magic with only 10 men. Claudio Lopez did score a penalty kick in the 79th, but it was too little, too late. 2-1 was the final. Chivas USA and the Houston Dynamo are building a strong dislike for each other. In addition to the Dero nose smashing, the match between these two rivals featured eight yellow cards and an ejection but no goals, and not much excitement. 0-0 is your bitter final. Real Salt Lake had the LA Galaxy right where they wanted them down, 2-0 on the road. Fabian Espinoza opened the scoring in the sixth minute, and Kenny Dutcher added the total to two in the 18th minute. At this pace, it was going to be 10-0 for the Royals. But then Sir David stepped up. Beckham hammered home a beautiful strike to the upper corner in the 36th minute. Just four minutes later, Salt Lake made the, well, two big mistakes, really. First, they committed a foul just outside the box. Then Nick Raimondo assumed that David Beckham couldn't bend a ball over the wall and left the entire right side of his goal uncovered. Look, you can cheat with just about any other player in the league, but someone should tell Nick that there's this movie called Bend It Like Beckham that's named after David Beckham and his ability to bend the ball and make keepers like Nick Raimondo look pretty silly and out of place. 
Oh, well, lesson learned. L.A. ties Salt Lake in Utah to all. FC Dallas and the Earthquakes meandered through the fourth tie of the week in a snooze fest. Despite San Jose's nine corner kicks, the game ended 0-0. It's the second week in a row that both teams have been shut out. And D.C. United's front office may be reconsidering some of their recent trades this week. You see, in the offseason, they traded away their former league MVP, Christian Gomez, to the Colorado Rapids. On Sunday, Gomez set up the first goal of the match, fighting off three defenders to slot a pass to an onrushing Jacob Peterson. Peterson put home the goal, opening a 1-0 lead in the 53rd minute. Then, in the 72nd minute, Gomez helped out again, fighting Terry Cook, who found Facundo Urpin, who found the back of the net. Urpin, by the way, was traded by D.C. to Colorado last season. Former D.C. players, two. Current D.C. players, zero. That brings us to the standings. Let's not keep you in suspense any longer. There are two big stories in the standings this year. The first is that the power in the MLS seems to be in the East. The other story is that the best teams of the last several years are the worst teams this year, and some of the bottom dwellers have moved up top. Take, for instance, Columbus. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2004. This year, they have won five out of six games and are at the top of the East with 15 points. Chicago is second with 13 points. Kansas City, Toronto, and New England all have 10 points. Then come the Red Bulls and the Supporters' Shield winner of the last two years, D.C. United, in last place. Over in the West, Colorado's win over D.C. put them at the top of the charts with nine points tied with Dallas. Beckham and Donovan have the Galaxy in third with eight points. Chivas and Real Salt Lake each have five. The expansion Quakes are tied for last with the two-time defending MLS champions and former Earthquakes themselves, Houston Dynamo. Let's get to the schedule. On Thursday, D.C. will try to get out of the cellar against the Chicago Fire. The game is on ESPN2 at 7.30. Houston will host West Leaders Colorado on Saturday. You can watch on Fox Soccer Channel at 8.30 Eastern. At 9 Eastern, Real Salt Lake hosts FC Dallas. You can watch on Direct Kick. The Earthquakes have their hands full hosting league leaders Columbus. Kickoff is at 10 Eastern on Direct Kick. And on HDNet, L.A. hosts the New York Red Bulls. That game starts at 10.30. On Sunday, New England travels to L.A. to play Chivas USA. You can watch on Telefutura at 3 Eastern. That's all for us this week. I need to say thanks to SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Paul. Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.